With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. At Discount Tire, we know your time is valuable. Get 30% shorter average wait time when you buy and book online. Did you know Discount Tire now sells wiper blades? Check out our current deals at DiscountTire.com or stop in and talk to an associate today. Discount Tire. Let's get you taken care of. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet not home internet keep your home up to speed with cox cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5g home internet cox is the real home internet you're looking for based on cox analysis of ookla speed test intelligence data q3 2022 and cox serviceable areas visit cox.com internet for details And I'm delighted to be joined today by Liam Callow and Justin Gardner, who we all know better as Juddy. Guys, thank you for joining me on tonight's show. How are you both? Yeah, I'm not too I'm bad, thanks. Yeah, good. Thanks for having me on. I'm doing not bad, just yourselves. Cheers for having us on. No, it's excellent. Um, as you know, a Friday night show is relatively new to Axom, so it's great to be here Maybe have a drink, Juddy. I know you've got one on the go, um, and just enjoy talking all things football and all things Celtic. Yeah, red wine in hand. Uh, it's, it's 
10 o'clock somewhere, as they say. So um, it's actually 6 p.m. So that's that's relatively okay on a Friday, I think. So uh, yeah, we, we glass a wine. And I'm positively sure you're not the only fan listening to this with a wee red wine in hand. Hopefully not. So there is obviously, as always, plenty to talk about today. Never as much so as when we have a big derby game coming up. Um, so firstly, Liam, I'll come to you. How are you feeling about this weekend? Have the nerves kicked in yet? Is it excitement? How are you feeling about Sunday's game? I'm actually feeling quite fine for it just now. But do you know when it hits 10 o'clock on Sunday morning? You, mm-hmm. you, you need a couple of cans to just get the nerves away. Mm-hmm. Is it nerves or is it excitement? Which one is it? Depends how Celtic play. That's and I think it also depends how our opposition play as well. Um, they have been relatively inconsistent depending on whether it's the league or Europe. So it depends significantly on that as well. But I think, in my opinion, looking at how we've played over the last few weeks, the last few months, if we can play to the best of our ability then the game should relatively be in our hands. Juddy, is that something you agree with or do you have a different opinion? No, yeah, I agree. I think um, when you look at the fixture in the second of February, we, we played with, let's not be around the bush, we played by a team that wasn't our strongest. Kyogo wasn't available. Um, we had Hattati in there, of course, has came on to a game, but um, we'd have rather had the midfield we started with at the start of the season. Um, but like you said, I think... Uh, for us, it's it's more about we just play our game and and I think the result will come. Uh, I can't see um, Celtic getting beat on Sunday, but I don't want to jinx it. But I'm a big bag of nerves, and unless we're three 0 up, I always will be, always have been. So, uh, but yeah, I I think it's a a relatively not. I wouldn't say a more difficult fixture we've had against Rangers in the past few years, but I think it's one of the ones that we could we could go and get a result. Uh, so yeah. Now, we've obviously seen the season ticket renewal promo video coming out. Everyone loved it. We love Ange. Of course, we love the video. And one of the things that he said um, is that roughly along the lines of, we know our game, we stick to our game. If we play our game, we get the result. On one hand, I love that. I think that's great. On the other hand, a lot of people criticise that as having no plan B. Um, What's your take on it? I don't think you can... You can get on it, Ange, for not having a plan B from the start of the season and a couple of the press conferences we were at. He explained how the results weren't going his way, but he wasn't going to change the style of play. Um, I mean, you look at other managers in world football who have stuck with their style of play. Pep Guardiola being one of them, who's at the very top of world football. He stuck with his system and he's won trophies everywhere he's went. So um, for me, it was just about giving Ange time. Uh, he's adapted that system. But if plan A is working, we're sitting top of the league, we've already won a trophy. Why do we need a plan B? That's a very fair point. Now, we have never been on a broadcast together so far yet, Juddy, but we talked about football plenty off air. Just give me an oversight into how you feel the season's went, how you think Angie's appointment has been. How are you finding Celtic this season? Yeah, brilliant. Uh, win a trophy, sitting top of the league, you can't ask for much better than that. Of course, we would have wanted to do something extra in Europe uh, but I think um, Ange's focus has certainly been on the league along with so many other Celtic fans and personally I, I'd rather win the league over any other competition in, 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 the, in the country so uh, yeah that that's just my view on it but 
Uh, yeah, it's, it's been a great season. We've had some good players come in, a couple of fan favourites like Jota, Kyogo. Um, been a while since we've seen any of the kind of signings come through. So, yeah, uh, been a great season and just enjoying every minute of it. Likewise. I mean, I think the important thing for me is if you look back to the start of the season, even before the season began, all the Celtic fans knew the size of the rebuild that was needed and that's the phrases that was talked about and we knew how much work needed done. We knew the importance of the managerial appointment. Everyone was... A lot of people were slightly concerned about Postacoglu as an appointment. If you can picture us back then to where we are now, it's almost difficult to believe the difference in those perspectives. And recently we were talking about his 50th game in charge and how much he achieved in 50 games. Now, obviously we've not been on air together in 50 games. Can you possibly imagine how much a manager has achieved in 50 games. Has it exceeded your expectations? It certainly exceeded mine. Yeah, I think um, his win percentage is, is up there in the top three managers at Celtic. Now, of course, you have to take into consideration the short time that he's been here, but um, for a couple of the results we got at the start of the season that weren't great, he's uh, he's seen that through. Uh, but yeah, I, I really like Ange. Uh, the pleasure of, you'll know the pleasure of meeting the guy. And, and when you get to actually speak to the person, you you realise what he's about. Uh, fans do love him for for being very invested in Celtic, and I, I just hope he. I just hope he's here for a few years. Um, uh, I, I think I'd still be saying that if for some crazy reason we don't win the league this year, I, I think the league's in our hands now this year. Um, and the goal difference we've got as well can act as a as a point uh, in the table if it comes down to that. But uh, yeah, when you look back at last year and how much of a mess the club was in and. Uh, it's just good to see us got a trophy uh, again this season and going for three, possibly. Yeah, I mean, considering the position we're in at the start of the season, it is almost hard to imagine. Liam, equally, we have not yet been on a broadcast together, so I'm equally interested in finding out your take on how the season has went for you. Is this something you envisaged when Andrew's appointed? Because fair play to you if you did. But what's your take on the season? How impressed are you with just how much Ange has managed to achieve in such a short period of time? To be honest with you, going into the start of the year, I was fine. Just keep on at Christmas time, New Year, just in that sort of three to six point range. If we didn't win anything, get maybe a cup or something, happy days and challenge for next year based on Ange's previous history. But going on, based, going, is it seven games left with the chance of winning the league? I honestly think if we win on Sunday, I think I'll be very, very surprised if we don't go on and win at that stage. It's a confident statement to make. Judy, I'll come over to you. So obviously it is a, a massive game, a massive three points at stake. And a few people have been saying it. A win means one hand on the trophy. Is that something you agree with or is that a little bit too premature? I would go further in saying that we win, we win on Sunday, it's two hands in the trophy and it's a slip-up to drop the trophy. Um, if, if we go there and win the goal difference, six points. Um, I think the biggest thing for us on Sunday is to go there and any time Rangers have really got a result against us in the past few years, it's they're getting goals early and putting pressure on us and, and then Celtic are trying to come from behind. So... Um, 
and Rangers are a counter-attacking team as well. So I think if we start with that intensity that we've started with in several games this season, then we could go out and get a result. But I would go even further on saying it's two hands in the trophy and it's someone has to drop the trophy for it for it not to come to paradise. Because uh, without being overconfident, I just feel how we're playing and the rhythm we've been in. Now I hope that coming back from the international break, that kind of rhythm and flow of, of good results doesn't doesn't um, kind of overstep us. But... Uh, yeah, that's that's just my prediction. So, you sound very like Michael Quinn, who's coming in the comments to say that he's excited and confident. Now, I would say it's relatively rare for a derby game to be going to the opposition's ground and feeling excited and confident. But Liam, is that a position Celtic now find themselves in, given their recent run of form, given our standing in the table, given everything that we've achieved under Postacoglu and the style of football that we're playing compared to the opposition? Is Michael right in that we should feel excited and confident about going to Ibrox? Did I say it's if so if Celtic show up on the day as we should why shouldn't we not be confident? Did I look at the time under the played under Brendan Rogers? We were going there and winning every time, and that way it was just we we're just thinking how many was it going to be at the time. So I don't see why not. Why we can't go there and be confident in one? Judy, what do you think? You've obviously seen you're feeling confident. Yeah. Is is it rare to go to a stadium like Ibrox and feel confident, or is it just what Ange Postecoglou has instilled not only in the the team but in the fans? Yeah, I'm not too sure. Every fan's opinion will be different. Certainly for me, I'm confident in everywhere Celtic go, we can go to um, wherever. Um, I'm always confident that Celtic will, will try and get a result. Or, but when you look at Rangers and their side, and I don't pay too much attention, but uh, I know Morelos is out. Uh, I know they've had a bit of issues with McGregor recently. Um, so, yeah, it's it's one of the ones that it, it could go either way, and it always can, and it's no, no way to say that for a, a right prediction, but ideally, I'd like to see a Celtic three-one scoreline, um, and maybe just because I think uh, Rangers will get a penalty. <laughs> it wouldn't be unusual. Similar to Sean, who's in the comments, and please continue to comment on our YouTube channel. We're also on Facebook and Twitter, Twitch. Please get your comments in, and we'll bring them up on screen. Um, one thing that we know from Ange Postecoglou's press conference today is that we have a relatively healthy squad. He said that everyone is fit banning James Forrest, who is touch and go at the moment. But by him saying everyone is fit, to me that suggests that Kyogo is also fit, which is obviously a positive for the side. But Liam, I'll come to you. If Kyogo is fit, if he is fully match fit, as, as has been suggested by Postacoglu's press conference, does he go straight back into the squad? Because on one hand, that seems very harsh on Georges Jakimakis, who has played exceptionally well, who is scoring goals, who is her, our focal point at the moment. Does Kyogo, if he is fit, come in and replace him? Does he supplement him? Is there two? How do you see that going? I don't know. We need to put him on the bench at first, uh, see how the first ever 70 minutes go. If we're still chasing a goal, if it's nothing each or we're one nil behind, go in and bring him on and try and that last half and all to see if we can get something off him to, for a goal or two. And Judy, I'll come to you with that one as well. Let's let's take the position that Kyogo is fully fit. Jack and Marcus has been doing an incredible job and I feel like he is a player who often gets overlooked if he isn't scoring goals. So while he had that 
short periods of time where he wasn't scoring as frequently as he was at the moment. He was coming in for a bit of criticism. He wasn't Kyogo. But for me, he was contributing so much more to the team in terms of his overall play, his hold-up play, his supplementing the attacking players. Do you think that it would be fair to drop him from the team in place of Kyogo? Or is there a way that we can play them both together? Or would you just start Giacomacchus and hopefully have Kyogo off the bench? No, um, Yakimakis has to start on on Sunday, um, and they shouldn't play together either. It's the, the first game of uh, the first Glasgow derby. Ange had the tactics were wrong and trying to play Kyogo and Edward together it didn't really work. Um, so yeah, it, you can't it, for a for a guy who's on form and scoring goals, you can't take him off to bring back a player who has been great earlier on in the season. When you look at games like Easter Road, we really struggled to get a result up there because of not having impact players to bring off the bench who can change a game. Kyogo's certainly one of the players who can come off the bench and certainly change a game for us at Ibrox. So for me, Yakimakis has to start. Uh, Kyogo starts on the bench. And then if we need him, hopefully we don't, he can come on and change a game or do something for us. But I think it would be a silly tactical decision to play Kyogo over Yakimakis, uh, especially with the kind of stature of Rangers defence. A uh, couple of big centre halves, uh, a big full back as well. Tavernier's quite a strong player too. So ideally, you want someone in there bossing them about, dragging the players out of the box, letting midfielders run in behind. So uh, for me, Kyogo starts on the bench and Yakimakis starts up front on Sunday. Do you think there's a certain element of risk, Liam, in that we played Kyogo previously when he was touch and go in terms of fitness? And according to Ange, he is the sort of player who wanted involved, he wanted to play. It didn't matter whether he was fully fit or not. He wanted to be involved in that game. So Ange wasn't going to stop him. So we played him. He got injured. And obviously he's been out of the period of time that he has now been out, which has been super frustrating for the team. Do you think there's any element of risk that come Sunday, Kyogo is saying, play me, I want to start. And Ange starts him. Would you be more risk averse than that? Would you say... I appreciate that, but no, you're starting on the bench. You might not feature at all. We, we're going to go with Giacomacchus. What's your risk analysis of that? I just say it's down to... I call him Pig Gorgeous George, but can I see his last name? So he's done nothing not to not be dropped in this team. So even if we've got a fully fit Kyogo, that way he's, that way he's just coming back from injury. You probably... Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details. I wouldn't risk him for a full 90th or starting him in this game because of that fact and what this game sort of means. So, to the earlier point, I just if we really sort of need him, that's when I would bring him into the team. Mm-hmm. So, we've talked about one position, Kyogo, Giacomacchus. I think we're all in agreement that we probably go Giacomacchus. But given what Postacoglu has said and that we're relatively injury-free except Forrest, it's not the only position up for debate, really, is it? Because particularly across the midfield, that assumes to me that we have Rogic back. Does he come in? Do you play O'Reilly? Juddy, what's your take? What does the midfield look like on Sunday to you? 
not too sure. Obviously, McGregor's in there anyway, but um, it's one of the ones for me. I, I like Rogic. I, I like the moments he's gave us, but I feel this season you get sixty minutes out of Rogic at best, um, and then he'll fall away. And, and so, if if Rogic has to be featured, I'd like to see him maybe start then, uh, and then you bring on someone like O'Reilly uh, in place of him. Um, I think the forwards, like we spoke about, decide themselves. Um, I think we have to play Jota and Abada, especially for all their goal contributions. Jota will, will give Tavernier a, a really, really tough game. Uh, but the midfield is, is a big kind of debate. It's a weird one. Uh, a lot of people saying would McGregor play in the eight or the six. I'm not too sure. Uh, I'm just I'm just praying that we put out a good team and get a good result. That's that's it for me. Liam, what does the midfield look like to you? Would you have Rogic? Would you have O'Reilly? I assume you're starting Jota and Abada in that midfield. Who would you have in there? Dude, I would personally go with McGregor, Hatati, and O'Reilly with Rogic yeah. coming on with my Ada and you on the wings. Hmm. For me, I think Rogic provides that something in the big games. I think that yeah. he is that link-up player who can get us from the midfield to the attacking players because he is so good on the ball. Now, don't get me wrong, O'Reilly equally very, very good on the ball. But in the big games, there is just something that stands out for Rogic for me that if I think if he's match fit, for me, he goes straight into the starting eleven. Yeah, Rogic, Rogic sets a tempo in a game. I think when you when you go and watch Rogic um, and you're at the game, you see him off the ball. If if Rogic gets the ball three, four times the first ten minutes and, and does something well with it, he kind of tends to dictate his own game and how he'll play and, and the tempo of the game. That's something that I like about Rogic. So I, I would rather see Rogic start and bring O'Reilly on rather mm-hmm. than bring Rogic on for O'Reilly. That's just my personal opinion. But I think he does set his own tempo and... Um, if he gets the ball out of his feet and does a couple of nice dribbles and passes, you know what he's like, and he glides that ball, then I think I think Rogic is the main man for me. Yeah, I would agree. And 1967 comes in on our YouTube channel to say that his midfield central three would be Calmac, Beaton and O'Reilly. Now, I do think there is a role for Beaton in this sort of game. Um, I really do. I think he's the sort of player who can provide that experience that we perhaps don't have in the rest of the team. We spoke about recently on the show how many players have actually played more than 50 games for Celtic. And there was only three, which is very surprising, but Beaton is one of them. In games like this, Juddy, do we need that experience of players like Beaton who can come in and control the game, who understands the game, who understands the pressures of the game, particularly away from home? Is it important to be able to draw on a player like Beaton? Rogic equally has the experience. McGregor does. Taylor, to an extent, does. Forrest, we know, is likely not to play. But other than that, we don't have a great depth of experience in games like this. So is it then important that we bring a player like Beaton into this game? For me, no. Uh, We go back to the fiction in February. We played these same players who are going to play at Ibrox. They know what it's about. They experience the atmosphere. They realised how much that win meant to the club at that point of the season. For me, I, I do like Beaton. I do like what he's done for Celtic. But I think Beaton takes the easy way out sometimes. And I think if Celtic go a goal down, that gets Beaton frustrated. You've seen him at Livingston away the first time when we drew. Um, constantly fouling, getting booked, 
yellow cards, red cards this season, silly challenges. It's one of the ones where, where you look at a, a, a midfielder who played in a, a similar position in Scott Brown. Scott Brown knew how to handle himself in the games. For me, I just don't think Beaton's quite there, whereas Beaton's slightly more careless. I think when Scott Brown got a yellow card, he knew he was in a yellow card, he knew what he was doing. I just don't think Beaton's that careful. And that could be a big factor in getting a result on Sunday. So for me, I wouldn't have Beaton in the squad. I would bring him on if, if we needed to, but we were winning 3 0 or whatever, and we needed to bring him on for um, just fresh legs. But it certainly doesn't start for me. Liam, I'll come over to you. What does Beaton bring to the squad? Is he the sort of player who, in a derby game like this, is he that experienced head that you need who can con- control the rest of the game around him, who can understand the pressure and the tempo, and who can help the younger players cope with the occasion that a derby game is? Or, as Juddy has alluded to, is he a bit of a liability? Where does that fall for you? It's I'm the same boat as Juddy, I think. Beaton's probably more suited to it, Joe, when you're playing Sitman at home, Ross County away. But I don't I wouldn't rely on on playing at Ibrooks or Parkick against Rangers. Mm-hmm. So he's just got that he's got just got like that light bulb but just a moment of madness in him. That mm-hmm. can sort of cost you a, like a yeah. goal or a red card going down to ten men. And he has been excellent this season yeah. in certain games he has he's been yeah. sometimes for me he's been a couple of times he's been brilliant and a contender for man of the match certainly so it's not that I don't think he's a good player I just think for this fixture he's, he's not suited to start I think I'm probably going to disagree with you both here um, no. I think that if it was me and if I was Ange Postacoglu I might just be tempted to start Beaton I think he is exactly the sort of player that we need in the middle of the park that experienced head and I think he just calms the whole situation round about him. And I think that's one of the things that we're going to need to be very careful of managing on Sunday. And I think the majority of that job will fall on Callum McGregor, who does excellently at it, as we know. But I think he needs a bit of help in there. And I think that Beaton might just provide that. So if it was me, I might go against you both and I might start Beaton on Sunday. Now, it's not the only position that's contentious. Um, I'm going to come up... Where would you drop out, then? I think I'd I'd be very controversial and drop one of the more attacking players out of this. Um, And we'll come on to to later in the show whether you would accept a draw out of Sunday Mm -hmm. and that might dictate your starting lineup or not. But I think I'd be very, very tempted to drop one of the more attack-minded players and drop Beaton into the squad. Right, well, we are both at Celtic Park on Sunday, so if Beaton starts, I owe you a drink. If he doesn't start, you owe me a drink. Very that good. is a very put good deal. And we'll if put Beaton it on the table. You owe me a white wine. If he doesn't, I will very much buy you a red wine, Juddy. I'll see you there. Yeah, OK, deal. That's the deal. So, yeah. <laughs> Whichever one of us, and Potter, is <laughs> not a wine with, <laughs> owes the other a drink. That's the deal. I'll take you on that one. Yeah, no worries. But it isn't the only position that is up for contention. And one of the benefits of having a relatively healthy squad other than James Forrest is that Ange Postacoglu does have a bit of a selection headache. And some people might disagree, but one of the selection headaches is the fullbacks. And Lanky67 comes in on YouTube to say, what about Ralston? So, obviously, I think... Correct me if I'm wrong, I think we're very likely to be in agreement that Josip Juranovic is our best fullback, and he is very much best in that right-back position. 
But if he plays in that right back position, that means Anthony Ralston doesn't start, and it's very likely that Greg Taylor starts in left back. Juddy, I'll come to you first. Do you start Juranovic at right back, Taylor at left back, and that means Ralston loses his position, or do you find a way of bringing Anthony Ralston into the squad? I wish I had a crystal ball because this is the biggest question for me in the, in the full team sheet. I think a couple of factors for Ralston as well. He wasn't away in international duty. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's been in training. Celtic played a bounce game. Well, weeks ago, he was inv- uh, last week, he was involved in that. So Ralston's fresh. Ralston knows the fixture very, very well over a few seasons. Juranovic, I think, is probably a, maybe our best player and technically. Um, he's got the full package, I think, defending, attacking, passing. Um, I really, really rate Juranovic. So it's a it's a hard one. I think it's I think it's the one that I'm supposed to call if he's got any any decision to lose sleep over. I think it's really that one uh, in the squad. I would like to see Ralston involved. I think he offers a bigger presence. Um, but it's whether you drop Greg Taylor out. I think Greg Taylor again is he's took a lot of stick from Celtic fans over the past season. He's a few games this season. He, he's done well, um, and he's stepped up his mark a little bit. I think I say this all the time. I think left backs at Celtic kind of get a bit of stick, no matter how good they are, because they're overshadowing Kieran Tierney, and and we're, we're trying to compare him to him, which I think sometimes unfair. But he hasn't been up to the mark sometimes. So for me, it's, it's such a hard decision. Uh, I would like to see Ralston involved on Sunday. Do you think that's, Liam, do you think that's because Ralston is one of the players who maybe slightly gets a derby game more, that he can impose himself in this sort of game before? Or for you, would you rather see players like Juranovic and Greg Taylor? Now, Ange Postacoglu has certainly spoken Greg Taylor up recently um, and he's spoken about his leadership on the pitch and his closeness with Callum McGregor. And that's probably something that we can really do within a game like Sunday's game so as e- equally as much as we think that Ralston would be very good in this situation that we could draw on him, that we could use his despite his young age, his experience in this game, does Craig Taylor not provide that? And if he does, then do we need Anthony Ralston and do we maybe start Juranovic at right back, Taylor at left back? Talk to me Liam who who are your full backs for Sunday's game? I'm personally going with Juranovic and Taylor Mm-hmm. But that way, plus I wouldn't mind as as Ralston and Juranovic left back like they done in the first game at Ibrooks. But that be, I would rather have Taylor on the part because I know he gets a lot of stick, but he's a safe pair of legs, and that way he, he does the job with whoever. To listen to what Jody was talking about with Kieran Tierney, who is ever going to replace Kieran Tierney unless it's Kieran Tierney? It's very true, and it is a difficult decision. One that Ange. Like Kieran on YouTube comes in to say what a great dilemma he has. Now, we are on tonight. We are discussing um, the preview of the Celtic Rangers game on Sunday. But there's we're also previewing other games at the weekend. And it wouldn't be the Friday night show if we didn't have a quiz. Now, oh, have I, we got a quiz now? Oh, we got a quiz now? Oh, come on. I did promise Juddy before. For the show that this wasn't happening, but I'm sure he will be delighted to know that it is indeed happening. So we are very kindly sponsored by Who Knows Wins. Um, And if anyone wants to get involved, please do download the app and challenge the contributors to Axon to predict 10 results right. Now, 
We have had some contributors on Axom who have managed to come in the top 20 in terms of the predictor. Personally, I'm not one of them. I won't, <laughs> tell, you, <laughs> I won't tell you my highest score, but it is certainly far out with the top 20. Now, we do have 10 games to predict. And what we do here on the Friday Night Show is we do ask 10 different questions that relatively re link to Celtic on the 10 games that we have to predict. So, boys, if you are ready for this, I'm going to put you head-to-head -head in a quiz of the 10 games for the weekend. Okay, can you give us a quick inclination of how it actually works and how we answer and stuff? How it works. Okay, because I'd love everyone in the comments to also play along. Um, and I promise there will be no cheating this week. Colin Watt, I'm talking about you. Colin Watt, um, terrible. <laughs> so, I'm question master here. I am going to give you 10 quick maximum of 10 questions based on this week's results that we have to predict on who knows wins. I know who's playing this week. I only know we are playing Rangers. <laughs> the games will all have a Celtic connection, and I would like you both to answer on that. So the first game that we have up is Brighton against Norwich. The question for you both, Judley, I'm coming to you first. Yeah. Which former Irish international has managed both Brighton and Celtic? How how long do I get? Do you come back to me, or do I just or do I just need to give you it in the spot? You have a relatively short period of time before I go over to Liam. <laughs> I don't know if he's Irish. Republic of Ireland or Northern Ireland? The Republic of Ireland. That mind's way blank under pressure here. Now I'm going to have to pass. I I can fully sympathise because the first week I did this, my mind went very, very blank under pressure and I did not do very well. And I managed to let Colin Watt beat me, which I'm still bitter about to this day. So, Liam, I will come over to you. Which former Irish international has managed both Brighton and Celtic? I'm going to, don't kill me for this, but I'm going to go with Lou McCarry. Don't tell me if he's not Irish. Not the right answer. Who is it? I bet, I bet, I'll go on, I'm going to kick myself. There are some correct answers in the comments, including Kevin Clark. Who oh, Come on, son. <laughs> so we're still on nil-nil. So Brighton against Norwich at the weekend. I'll give you a question on Norwich. Liam, I'll come to you first. And in the comments, please shout out if you do know the answer. Of all the excels to have played for Norwich, who made the most appearances? Oh. Nope. I'm going to go. Over here. I'm going to go. Pookie. Just because. No. no. Is it Hugo? Nope. It's not in the commentary either, which I'm surprised about. The I number is 212. Does anyone know it? Anyone in the comments is still no? There's been quite a few who have played for Norwich, you know. Yeah. Uh, I'll give you a shout out. Excel, 
played for Norwich. Most appearances, 212. Does anyone know? There's no one in the comments and neither of you, so I wouldn't feel bad about it. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox Internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Malky Mackay. Oh, right. Oh. <laughs> we'll move on. We will move on to the next game, which is Burnley against Man City at three o'clock on Saturday. So we'll go with the Burnley question first. Oh, no chance. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm coming to you first, so yeah. there better be a chance. Which current Burnley player made the Scottish football debut in 2008 in a third round Scottish Cup defeat to Celtic? Sorry, repeat the question, please. I'll tell you this right now. I've never got this in a million years, but I will give you it again. Which current Burnley player made the Scottish football debut in 2008 in a third round Scottish Cup defeat to Celtic? I'll even give you half a point if you manage the team. It'll be some team like Albion Rovers or something like that. So it'll be something like that. Yeah, right, close. You're close. <laughs> um, I don't even know what Burnley. Nah, I don't even know. I just know Sean Dykes at Burnley. That's about it. I don't really watch a lot of Premier League. Now, I can confirm that there is one person in the comments who has got it. So I'll throw it over nah. to Liam to see that if is you it Danny Fox? Nope. Now, I will very much say well done to Russell Conway, who has got it as Jay Rodriguez, who played for Sterling Albion. What? What? <laughs> I told you that it would be a very, very difficult one, so fair play to Russell. If you got that without Googling, I'll give you that. Oh, that, that was that was excellent. I, I think if you even searched that and Google it, wouldn't they come up? It would go. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Oops. Okay, so Burnley are playing Man City, so we'll go with our Burnley question next. No, we've no, had Okay. Now this is one that I really wouldn't expect you both to get, but Juddy, the way it works, we're going to Liam first. Yep. Celtic and Manchester City are said to have a special relationship, as we all too well know about. But who was the last player to sign permanently for Celtic from City? Permanent? Was it Dejan? Oh, yeah. I'm going to have to throw it over to John because that's not the right answer. Permanently, right. Let me just think about this. Permanently from City. Mm hmm. For Celtic, take a minute. Oh, I think I know it now. <laughs> it's between two for me. But the, the, I think, did Samaras not go the other way? 
the YouTube comments have got it. Well done, guys. Well done to Sean. Well done to I'm, I'm Kevin Clark. Do you know what? I think Samaras went the other way. I think did Samaras not go from us to say anyway. I, I, do you know what? I'm going to go. He's over in Germany. We played him this season. Jeremy Frimpong, final answer. Jeremy Frimpong, final answer. Juddy goes 1 0 up. Yes! On the- Correct. And then the answer is indeed Jeremy Frimpong. Well done. Did Samaras go the other way or am I wrong? No, you're Sam- right. You are right on that. We'll come up to our next game, which is Cardiff against Swansea. An interesting one down there. Um, and a lot of Celtic connections as well. So, Juddy, I'm coming to you first on this one. Yep. And it's a question on Cardiff. Right. Defender Adam Matthews joined Celtic from Cardiff in 2011. He scored his first goal in a Scottish Cup replay against which side? I don't even have a clue. I'm going to say... <laughs> Take a minute. Take your time. You can have a bit of time to think about this because Liam has abandoned the live stream because he is 1-0 down on the quiz. Or for technical reasons, we'll work that out. But who did Adam Matthews score his first goal in the Scottish Cup against? Now, I would say very well done to Sean again, who's got this on the YouTube comments, and also Edward Kerr, who said he was there. They've both got it right. But, Judge, you know... There's no way it's going to be a top-flight team. It's going to be some absolute, like, Mm -hmm. muddle miners or something like that. Do you know what I mean? Um, You're right. It's not a top-flight team, but there are people in the YouTube comments who are getting it. So, I'll I'll go somewhere... Mad like Annan, something like that. Annan Athletic. Close, but no. So I'm going to come over to Liam for a chance to level up. Liam, I'll ask a question again because I know you're having slight technical difficulties. Yeah. The question is Adam Matthews joined Celtic from Cardiff in 2011. He scored his first goal in a Scottish Cup replay against which lower league side? Now, Juddy said Annan. He wasn't quite right, but he wasn't a million miles away. So, Liam, who do you think it is? Liam's come back with our broth, and he has brought himself level. Oh, come on, (laughs) Eke. Oh, my God. I would never have got that in a million years. YouTube comments were right. He did score his goal against Ibroth, and Edward said he was there. So I hope you enjoyed that game, Edward. I'm sure Adam Matthews certainly did. And that's 1-1. Now, you might be disappointed to know that we've only got a couple of questions left. So we'll go again to the Cardiff and Swansea game. We'll go for a Swansea-Celtic question this time. And we'll go with which former Celtic striker played for Swansea between 2009 and 2011 and Liam, it's your time to go first. What era of Celtic did he play for? Aye, come on. <laughs> Aye. Oh, Liam's asking for hints here, Juddy. Which former Celtic striker played for Swansea between 2009 and 2011? 
YouTube commenters, I want to see your guesses. There's been a fair few come in, but none of them have got it right yet. Two thousand nine and two thousand eleven. That's not. That's not. I don't. Will be something. Right. Smeeku's there or so. In the current Celtic team. No former Celtics. Former Celtic striker played with. Swansea between 2009 and 2012. And I'll give you this, that no one in the YouTube comments has got this right yet. Who's coming up with these questions, by the way? Because I'm going to need to have a word with them. <laughs> it's my arch nemesis, Colin Watt, who's prepared the, the questions so far. Colin, Colin's done this deliberately and make me look like an absolute idiot. There's no way these questions would be this hard. <laughs> I'm very happy to be asking the questions after my first effort at answering the questions where I was beaten 6-5 by Colin Watt although I still demand a recount but he did beat me I'll ask a question again for those of you on YouTube who are still trying to guess and no one has yet got it which former Celtic striker played for Swansea between 2009 and 2012? Liam, I'm going to push you for an answer. I'll come over to Dirty Sort shortly because someone has got it on YouTube. Liam, I'm giving you five. Got clear. Wrong. Juddy, I'm coming over to you. BA. It's the only one I can think of. You correct. It was indeed what? Craig Beatty. So, really? Judy takes a 2-1 lead. That was a wild stab. One player I knew, that was it. <laughs> now, we have one question left in tonight's quiz because it wasn't the longest quiz in the world, but we do have one left. And I'm saying, to be honest, it's not getting any easier. Sorry, guys. We are going to come to... Juddy first on this one, and it is the Chelsea and Brentford game, and the question relates to Chelsea. So, the question. Yeah. Celtic loaned Charlie Musonda from Chelsea in 2018. He's still at Chelsea. How many appearances did he make for the club? As in Chelsea or Celtic? Celtic. I'll give the point to whoever gets closest. So, well, I'm going to go nine. Liam? I'm going to go six. The answer is, in fact, eight. Oh, my God. We've got a couple of people who are right on the A on YouTube, and that is indeed the answer. So, Juddy, you have won this week's quiz 3-1 on your debut. So, congratulations on that one. I am sorry the questions were not very easy. Juddy, how do you feel about your acts on Friday night debut winning the quiz? Great, but I'm going to be phoning Colin Watt straight after the show to ask him where he got the questions from, because they are out of a real difficult quiz, but they would have been great questions on eggheads or something. That's a disgrace from Colin. But uh, glad to be winning the title. That'll be me retired. Came undefeated. And they'll be back. 
<laughs> just so I don't embarrass myself. <laughs> yeah, are you going to come back on the show one night and give it another go to win the quiz? Yes, I need to go. It's not 1990 Celtic, so that's <laughs> <laughs> No, it was great. I enjoyed that. I'll need to come back and try to defend my title, but uh, I'm not going well, up you... against Colin Watt because he's, he's too clever. He just knows everything. You're doing better than me who challenged on the first week against Colin Watt got beat and then threw it in until tonight. So I promise it was because I was busy and not because I was so bitter at Colin cheating and winning the title. So Juddy, you'd be welcome back on any time and maybe we should have Colin Watt as quiz master and we can go head to head. University challenge, but the Colin Watt. <laughs> exactly. I can see it happening. So now that we have got the quiz part of the show out of the way, and I think you could too can relax slightly more. <laughs> Are you both okay? Are you both I, okay? No, you're, not, you're not in the hot seat anymore. Yeah, no, it was good though. I enjoyed that. Some of the questions were so difficult though. So That's difficult. Do you know what I find really hard? I find it really hard to think on the spot because when I was doing mm. it, they were asking questions that I would have known the answer to nine times out of ten. But you sit here, you get it asked to you. I think it just goes out your head. I think one, it avoids cheating, and two, it's like it's like the pressure of taking a penalty in a big game of football. Do you know what I mean? It's it's that kind of pressure. So um, pressure makes diamonds, as they say. It is that kind of pressure, Liam. The score, unfortunately, against you was three one. What's the prediction for Sunday? We're going to win three one. That's three one. Yeah. Yeah. One. Mm-hmm. Because Rangers, I think, will get a penalty. <laughs> I mean, I think it almost seems written, Juddy, that you predicted 3 1 earlier and you've won 3 1 tonight. Get it on at the bookies, folks. Get it on at the bookies. I'll get I'll get a better one penalty Celtic. Yeah, I'll get a penalty oh, yeah. Just look I, at the day. <laughs> I would certainly take it, I'll tell you that. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details. It's the Marketer's Report. This week, Patrizia Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, Direct-to-Consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery, weighs in on the difficult task of building and retaining consumer trust. Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy, and we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. The best thing for us to do is to build a relationship with our consumers. And if those consumers have a relationship with the DJs that are on air, then we want to build on that. House of the Dragon, which was one of our most successful, if not the most successful campaign we've ever done for a show, audio was a core part of that. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. Not just a media company. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Now, there's there's still a few things to discuss out with the, the quiz, which has went down relatively well for half of my contributors. But 
we're also talking the bigger stories in Scottish football this week and the bigger Celtic stories in Scottish football this week is our trip to Australia. And over the last 24 hours, one of our, as the Australian press have put it, I'm only using their paraphrases, one of our tribute acts, one of our support acts has decided to pull out. Juddy, what do you, what's your take on the trip to Australia What's your take on the recent developments over the last 24 hours? I think I might uh, sway a lot of people with this one, but I think I think the way it has been booked originally was that Celtic were asked for Ange Postacoglu to go to an event. Um, Western Sydney Wanderers, who Kenny Miller was at, previously assistant manager, connected with Rangers, they've kind of come into it as that. I don't agree with playing an an old firm friendly or a, whatever they, they've labelled it as in the media, a Glasgow Derby friendly. Um, however, I think it's a great opportunity for Celtic financially. Um, you look at past competitions such as the Club World Cup, pre-season friendly. You look at clubs like Man U, Liverpool, Chelsea, they're all going playing abroad now pre-season in these sort of competitions to generate money for the club. Um, and if Celtic want to be competing in Europe again, these sort of competitions or these sort of events will help the club financially get to where we want to be in Europe. So, but I do agree with you can't play Rangers in a friendly abroad. Um, but it's um, yeah, I can't be a Glasgow derby abroad or whatever. So, um, but I don't really focus on, on the other side. It's, it's more us that I care about. So it'll be good for Ange to go kind of home and. and uh, do stuff with fans um, and, and for Celtic to experience playing abroad. Um, God knows how they'll play in that heat because it's 20 degrees and I'm out, the, out my back, I'm roasting, can't move. So God knows how uh, God knows how they'll play. But um, aye, I think whatever's come out in the media, it's, 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 it's not for me to say I'm no expert in it, but um, I think the idea of Celtic playing abroad in general for these sort of events and having to go in, in that interest in Australia, which is such a big country as well, um, the financial benefits um, and rewards will certainly reap for, for Celtic's point of view. Yeah, absolutely. And we've spoken to our Australian contributors on this. Um, we've spoken to Jared from Celtic Down Under. We've spoken to Dan. They're all really, really excited for Celtic to be playing over in Australia. And it is a great opportunity for the thousands of fans that we have over in Australia to see Celtic play. But equally, I think the vast majority of fans recognises the fact that there cannot possibly be a friendly between Celtic and the other team that play in Glasgow. It just doesn't seem right. But I'm delighted for the fans in Australia that Celtic are still going to be playing there. But I'm also pleased that there is no derby game that's going to be played there. Liam, what's your take on the, the latest fiasco? I'm honestly, who cares? I didn't want them there in the first place. It's Celtic to it was built as Angie's homecoming, so why should we bring a wee sister with this sort of thing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So I'm I'm pleased that there are still going to be our Legion of fans who get to see Celtic play over there, hopefully without the addition of the Celtic players who will be playing in the Scotland World Cup team. Now, that might be very, very premature to say, but there has been a draw tonight, and there has been a World Cup draw that Scotland have been part of. In terms of men's football, not the women's team, who were excellent in the last World Cup, but in terms of the men's team, it has been a while since our team have been involved in a World Cup draw. So, albeit 
we are not there yet. We are very much not all there yet, but we have been involved in the draw now. Just before we came on air, I asked you guys to keep an eye on it. And as I understand, our group would potentially be the United States of America, Iran, and yep. England. Yeah, of an interesting draw that sees us in the same group as England again. Juddy, I'll come to you first. What do you firstly make of Scotland's chances of making the World Cup and what do you make of the group? Very difficult. Um, we actually got the chance to watch Ukraine and, and the Euros at Hamden against Sweden. Very, very good side. Um, unfortunately, what's going on in their country just now, a lot of players obviously who play over there and um, it will affect them. So... But Scotland have got some top-tier players now. Um, Shea Adams, John McGinn, Keel Tierney, Andy Robertson, um, Billy Gilmore, uh, players who are really, really stepping up to the mark. I think years and years have gone past. You, you've seen players who, we maybe had a couple of players who played in the Premier League at the time, guys like Alan Hutton who were at Villa in the later stages of their career in the Scotland side. Um, and most played in Scotland. Um, now we've got players sitting on the bench for Scotland who are, who are Premier League players. Um, so it's a tough one. I hope they do go. Um, and I, and I, hope, I hope we get to a, a tournament. I've never been to one in my lifetime. Um, so, yeah, it would, it would be it would be great to, to go to a World Cup. And, um, yeah, I, I'd just love to see Scotland going. I don't think we'd achieve much getting there. I think Iran, again, are maybe a team we can beat, but... Iran are a good team. There's some great talent in Iran. This, and our own manager, Ange Postacoglu, spoke about it in a, a presser just before, the, just after actually the the, the League Cup final win. Um, he spoke about the talent in Iran and, and, and Japan and stuff. So there is a there is a lot of talent in these nations, and it's I think countries can be very naive because we don't watch a lot of their football. Um, we know how strong England are. Um, so yeah. As, as long as we have a good day out against England, that's all that matters for me. Uh, if we get there, though, but again, and then Wales as well, potentially being in there. Very, very strong side. Gareth Mayo, that's a world-class player. So um, him him on his own is, is, is a threat. So, um, yeah, tough group, but um, it would just be great to go for the occasion. Typical, though, that this will probably be the one that Scotland qualify for and, and alcohol is not really allowed in Qatar. Typical. Yeah, it wouldn't particularly be a destination I would look forward to attending. But Liam, it's a tough route for Scotland to get there. There's no denying that. But it's not impossible. And if we do get there, how does that group look to you? Do you think it's it's manageable? How do you see Scotland's chances, first of all, getting there, and second of all, competing in that group? I was of the managers from Tanjo won the whole thing. <laughs> Did you say we're going to win the whole thing? <laughs> we need now, to calm down. Yes, that is, that is, to be fair, that is very Ange Postacoglu because he said that when he was manager of Australia, um, when they were in the World Cup, that he did never go into a tournament thinking he couldn't win it. So when he took Australia to the World Cup, he thought, I have a shot of this. And to an extent, I, I absolutely love that attitude. I love the attitude that he has and the confidence he has of thinking that he can win everything he enters because he's not the sort of guy who would have come halfway across the world to take the Celtic job if he didn't think he would succeed in it. And he isn't the sort of guy who would have taken Australia to the World Cup if he didn't think he could do the very best that he could do. So I love that attitude. 
Does Steve Clark have that attitude, Jody? No. <laughs> no. Uh, listen, Steve Clark's done a good job for, for Scotland. Um, I think, again, we spoke about fans getting angry about players coming in in Tierney's position and, and whatever. It's the same way a kind of Scotland manager. Uh, a villain precedes a villain. And uh, if we don't get to a tournament, they're the worst manager on the planet. And I think it's just frustration of a nation and trying to get to these tournaments. But um, if Steve Clark gets us here, he has to be the man to take us through the tournament um, as well. So, um, yeah, I, I would just love to see a, a few of the Celtic boys, especially guys like Cal McGregor and Kieran Tierney, formerly at Celtic, get the chance to play at a World Cup. I think for what they've achieved in football, they deserve that opportunity. Domestically, what they've achieved in football, they deserve the opportunity to represent their country in a major tournament. Um, I know the, the Euros and stuff, but for me, the, the World Cup is the creme de la creme of, of any competition in football. So, um, yeah, it'd be great just to see them uh, go and represent their country and, and uh, get a chance to play in the big stage. Absolutely agree. And now someone comes in on YouTube, um, Colin Hoop Celtic, comes in to say hopefully Cameron Carter-Vickers gets back into the American squad for the World Cup. Now, obviously, that could be a potential opponent for Scotland is the USA. So if we do, let's talk about Cameron Carter-Vickers. He's been exceptional in our defence this season. Our defence, the stats speak for themselves. They get a relatively hard time, relatively unjustifiably, Cameron Carter-Vickers is obviously a player we have on loan who the vast majority of us would love to see sign up permanently to Celtic. It would be absolutely amazing to see him in the American squad despite them playing against Scotland. But Liam, how important would it be for you to sign Cameron Carter-Vickers up permanently to Celtic? I would say it's very important. I was, if we, I'm of the opinion if we had him or you ought to sign one, I would take him every day of the week to it. Are we how good? How often do we get a centre back that's that solid place for Celtic? Especially with Big Julian being out, you don't know if he ever going to come back to play, playing full time for us again, or if ever play football again. Mm-hmm. Judy, what do you think? If you like Liam has posed the question there. Now, obviously, the preference for the majority of Celtic fans would be to keep both. But if you had to choose between Arlonis, Jota, and Carter Vickers. Which one of them would you choose to sign permanently for next season? Carter Vickers every single day of the week. I think finding a centre half who's comfortable on the ball, who can play out from the back, is very, very hard to find sometimes, especially in a physical league. But um, I think there's a, there's four or five or six more Jotas out there in, in the European market alone. Um, but I'd love to see both stay. And a bit of an inside scoop on Carter, uh, Carter Vickers for USA. Him, the manager doesn't really take to Carter Vickers. The current USA manager doesn't currently take to Carter Vickers. That's why he's not been picked as of Ooh. yet. So if he does get picked, I don't think he'll be starting. But mm-hmm. he, the manager doesn't really take to Carter Vickers. That's why he's not been involved in, in, in USA recently. Interesting. So what would be the alternative to for, for Carter Vickers? would he then look towards trying to play for England, another potential opponent in that pot, but he has very good centre-halves in before him. Would that be an alternative for him? Um, he's, he's not He's not good enough to play for England, unfortunately. Um, England have got some top, top, top centre-backs, Tyrone Mings, John Stones, uh, Harry Maguire. I know he's took a lot of stick, but um, Harry Maguire has, has performed consistently for England in tournaments, maybe not domestically at club level for Manchester United, but um, yeah. Um, but Carter Vickers is, is not good enough to play for England. I don't even know if he's eligible to 
to play for. England. I don't know if he's representing USA yet. I'm not too sure on that. But um, I know he's been at. I know he's been at 21s because I know a few of the boys who were there with him. But and spoke about him when he first signed with Celtic. But I'm not too sure if he's made his professional um, cap such whatever you want to call it. But um, no. I'm eligible for both Liam. I'll come back to you. Someone in Jota's position. Is that easier to find than someone in Cameron Carter Vickers' position? Obviously, we have had and tried many centre halves at Celtic across the last few years at relative success rates. Carter Vickers and Starfield seem to have formed this really good partnership in central defence this season, but they're not getting the credit that they're due, in my opinion, for being as solid as they are. Now, Carter Vickers is obviously on loan. At what stage of the season do you begin to look towards Christopher Gillian? Is he a player that we should be trying to integrate more, who we should start trying to play alongside Starfelt to see if he can work with Starfelt because of the risk that Carter Vickers might leave us at the end of the season? Duty, just to answer Juddy's question, he's played eight times for the first team in okay. America. Yeah, so he wouldn't be eligible to change that. Yeah. So, plus, I would say, I feel to play by Christopher Julian, it would need to be a stage I would say if we've won the league with like three or four games to go. Hopefully we'd be in that scenario, hopefully. I was given having the chance alongside other boys and sat down with Carter Vickers saying, Do you want to stay with us next year or do you want to see if you want to give a chance down south in England? Mm-hmm. And if he wants to go down to England, that's the chance to bring in Big Julian. And just play other jobs. Younger boy. I think if he saw a job in England, and if there was an English team interested in him, Juddy's already said that he's slightly out of favour with the American squad. Do you think if he managed to get a position in England, that would do him any favours in being selected for the American squad for the World Cup? And if it does, then could you blame him in thinking, well, if I go to, if I leave Celtic, if I go here, I could potentially go to a World Cup. But but then again, sorry to interrupt, Liam, but then again, it could go to a, a top championship side who are looking for promotion and get maybe double the wages that he's getting here, right? But then he's not playing European football. I know Celtic haven't done well in Europe this season, but for me, if I was a manager and I looked at the calibre of a player who'd played higher at a domestic level, no matter how much wages he's on playing in the championship, if you're playing the Scottish Premier League, but you're playing in Europe, um, and you, that, that's the biggest stage of all domestically. So then you get a chance to prove yourself in the biggest stage mm-hmm. nationally. That's just uh, that's just my thoughts on it. But um, I'm sure everyone's will be different, which is fine. Liam, what's your thoughts on it? I agree with Jody on that point. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, and I think Julian as well. We can't be playing Julian. We can't be risking putting Julian in and um, at this stage of the season. Um, unless we're nine points clear in three weeks' time with three games to go, then I give him a shot. But um, it'd be great to see him featured maybe at a home game or whatever, and maybe get a second half. But um, I, I don't, I don't see the point in, in changing the system. That's one thing we we spoke about earlier. Ange has decided not to change his system because he's stuck by it. So I don't see him making any big changes towards the end of the season. I think we'll see the same kind of run of players we've seen in the last. Um, 18, 17 games, do you know what I mean? That um that when we've been on form and, and scoring and winning that uh that we'll see us through at the end of the season. And whether we've got hands on a treble then is a different question. 
Absolutely agree. I think it's an important time of the season to be very, very competent in your back line. And I think Ange is relatively competent with the centre half he has. And that's potentially at the detriment of Chris Julian, who's professional enough to be able to come in and fill in a role next season if he needs to. But at this stage of the season, I agree with you, Judy. I certainly wouldn't be tinkering with the back line, particularly not Starfelt and Vickers, who have been so good as they have in recent weeks. Now, we are coming to the end of our hour here and I would like to put you both on the spot. Now, Juddy has already given me a 3-1 Celtic prediction for Sunday, but Liam, I want to come to you. What is your prediction? I'll take a 1-0 just now. A 1-0. Would either, that's sort of interesting, would either of you take a draw right now? Nope. Nope. I no. absolutely, why, why? I love but, that from both of you. I love it. But why draw when we've beat a, when we've beat them at home so convincingly with our top player out Kyogo at the time, um, and other players not been on form, not, not found their stride yet. Look at the difference in Yakamakis coming through since since that time. He, he scored what nine, nine I think it was eight, eight goals in his last three starts. This was maybe a couple of weeks ago, but we've progressed so much from that point. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I. I, I just I just can't see his drawing. I think if we go there on Sunday, um, we either go out, we get a win, a, a convincing performance. I'm not saying dominant and we're going to go out and do it Rogers style and win 5-1, but, I, but I'm saying Celtic can easily, uh, in my eyes, go out and get a convincing performance against Rangers and hopefully go six points clean on Sunday. And I would absolutely love that to be the case. Guys, thank you so much for joining me. Um, We can all admit towards the end of the show that we relatively came together at short notice, but I've absolutely loved being on with you both um, and hearing your thoughts. Juddy, congratulations again for winning the quiz. Um, And we move on towards Sunday now. Let's hope for a Celtic win, whether that's one hand in the trophy or two hands in the trophy, as Juddy might suggest. We shall see. But thank you all very much for tuning in. Thank you for your comments and likes on YouTube. Thank you for subscribing. Please do. Um, I'll give a shout out to Holly Lavery, who is a big fan of the show. So thank you for watching and subscribing. If you've not already subscribed, please do hit that button. Liam, Juddy, thank you very much for joining me on A Celtic State of Mind. Have a great weekend, everyone. phone companies say they offer home internet but if their internet comes from a cell phone network you should know it's just phone internet not home internet keep your home up to speed with cox cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5g home internet cox is the real home internet you're looking for Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. 
Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. At Discount Tire, we know your time is valuable. Get 30% shorter average wait time when you buy and book online. Did you know Discount Tire now sells wiper blades? Check out our current deals at DiscountTire.com or stop in and talk to an associate today. Discount Tire. Let's get you taken care of. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.